Gang, since they opened in 2012, I've been talking about the amazing rehearsal spaces and fabulous recording studio at Space Rehearsal and Recording here in Austin. Well, gang, Space has upped their game over the last couple of years and added a couple of new factions. One is a video production studio. Space ATX has taken the major leap forward in their evolution to serve Austin's music community with their new video production department. They're now offering professional video production for bands, live streaming, live sessions, podcasts, and just about anything you can imagine. They've also added a creator studio. Maybe you want to take your TikTok or YouTube videos to the next level, or it's time to stop using your cell phone pics for all of your PR photos. Their newest production room is waiting for you. You can also book their in-house video or photography services or bring a freelancer to get the job done yourself. That's space, rehearsal, and recording located just a few short miles south of downtown Austin. They now offer rehearsal studios, audio recording, video production, a creator studio, and more. Go to spaceatx.com to find out more. And take the talent train from Schmoesville to ProTown with space, rehearsal, recording, and video production. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20 last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys have all had a good week. Maybe you had a short week because of the Labor Day holiday. If so, congratulations on a four-day week and easing into your weekend after just four days of work. How lucky are you? I hope you're making some wise choices for your weekend activities. I want to let you know that if you are listening to this show the day that it comes out Friday, September 8th, Skyrocket, the band that I'm in, is playing an all-80s show tonight at 310 Austin City Limits Live. You can go to skyrockettheband.com, look at our tour dates and get tickets there, or look up Austin City Limits Live, uh, 310 Austin City Limits Live on the Google and go through it there. Anyway, very excited to play this show tonight. This is our very first all-80s show. It's taken a lot of work. We've had a couple of really long rehearsals this week uh, working towards it. There's all kinds of songs. I don't want to give anything away because it's interesting. The 80s means something different to everybody. I talked about it in the last intro of, uh, of the show on Tuesday. But the 80s does mean something different to people. Each, each person, like the 80s might be like hair metal or like Bon Jovi. You know what I mean? Or like kicks 
or like, you know, whatever was happening in that world, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, uh, much like me and my friend Benjamin in Skyrocket, our 80s experience has more to do with like the Echo and the Bunnymen and all of sort of like the Sugar Cubes and all of these cool bands that came out at that time that we were following that were known as alternative or sort of like underground or post new wave bands. But it's funny because it could mean Lionel Richie to somebody or it could mean Madonna to somebody. It's all these different disparate uh choices or even the country music of the time that was going on but even in pop culture there was just different splinters of it all so we tried to cover as much as we could in uh in the set list of this show and uh, there are some there are some some genres that are just overlooked so come on out to the show at 310 tonight friday september 8th go to skyrockettheband.com look at our tour dates get tickets through there all right um all right i have a great show for you guys today a great 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 show Masterful musician, songwriter, graphic designer, uh, singer, and just all around cool person, Emily Shirley is my guest on the show today. Now, you might know her from her solo work, from her duo with Katie Leslie. She is uh, in the Bell Sounds. She's in the band Sister Golden Hair. She was in the band Big Fix with my friend uh, Nathan Harlan. And uh, she's been putting out, steadily putting out music since 2010. She's put out a record. She's been putting out singles. She's been putting out EPs. And uh, her latest release is a single called Seven. Absolutely fantastic song. Great, great song. Mixed by the great Andrea Perry, who I thought had been on the show, but I looked it up today and I don't think she has been. But uh, Emily has, she's become a really incredible songwriter. She moved uh, to Austin from Boston in, I think it was from Boston, in uh in 2006 and she kind of discovered her songwriting self uh around that time once she moved here and then she started putting out music in 2010 she started playing out with a lot of different bands she joined the bell sounds i think from the beginning of the band and i think she joined uh sister golden hair from the beginning of the band sister golden hair is somewhat of a uh super group cover band that does 70s music much like uh, skyrocket the band that i'm in that's kind of how we started people from a bunch of different bands banding together to do something now uh sister golden hair plays songs from the 70s and features uh barbara nesbitt wendy colonna chris hawks and also uh harmony kelly most of the time on bass you can go to emilyshirley.com to find out when everybody's playing again in fact emily shirley is playing tomorrow Tomorrow night, Saturday, September 9th, within the duo with Katie Leslie, opening for Hardened and Tempered at Austin Acoustical Cafe. All right. She'll also be playing with the Bell Sounds on Sunday, September 17th at uh, 1 p.m. for a very special brunch show. She'll be playing with the Bell Sounds at the Pershing in Austin, Texas. On Tuesday, September 19th, she'll be doing a solo show for Ham Day at 11 a.m. at the H-E-B and Nutty Brown. As I said, go to emilyshirley.com, look up her shows and all that stuff. Emily Shirley also does incredible design work. She's done a lot of like uh, posters and album covers and t-shirt designs for people like Ray Prim, Eliza Gilkison, Jenna Pocop, uh, Mandy Rowden, Beth James, my old friend Daisy O'Connor, Charlie Fane, the Fayette, Susan Gibson, all kinds of stuff. So go to emilyshirley.com and you can get caught up on all of that. Emily and I have a really great conversation and get to know each other because even though I've been around her a few times, she actually came on stage a couple of years ago and sang with my band when we did a show with the Bell Sounds at 310. I've never had the pleasure to sit down and get to know her. And this was a really, really, really fun conversation. Emily's not only incredibly talented with music, with songwriting, with visual art, with design, she's also an incredibly cool person and a great hang. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with the great Emily Shirley. Let's get down. 
When did we meet? Do you remember? Do you remember? Not exactly. Me neither. You just kind of uh, were there one day. Uh, um. I feel like it was when you started playing with the bell sounds. Probably, probably. And then, was there a thing where do do the bell sounds? Um. Hmm. Do we do the Mark Hallman? Um. Yes. Flood relief. No. Thing? No. We do we do something with that for you? No. No. Like musically? Yeah. No, you'd think I would have been part of something like that, but uh-uh. that's it. I saw Mark Holman and Kristen in uh, Michigan a couple weeks ago. Did you really? Yep, I played up there in, in Grand Rapids, and they happened to be there, and we went to dinner. It was great. Is was the weather amazing? Amazing. Michigan keeps coming up right now. Um, I don't. I keep meeting people from Michigan who or who are going to Michigan or like, what's the Michigan thing right now? Well, you know that. Have cooler. you have you heard of climate migration? Uh, well, I'm not exactly, but I'm assuming it's, it's a people real thing. Who, people who move because they want to be because where the the, eventually better. their 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 property value will not be worth anything, and they'll be living in a hellscape, much like what happens when you go outside here. And take, I mean, I'm, I'm 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 not joking. It's a real thing. Yeah. And they're moving to that part, like the like where Mark and Kristen are, is like north of the Canadian border, but there's water, so they're like still in America. Are they on the Upper Peninsula or are they on the other side? Something like that. I don't know. Okay. I didn't go there, but it's something like that. Okay. And so uh, Duluth, Minnesota, that's another place. Okay. Yeah. That's where people are going to save themselves from lighting on fire when they go outside. But then there's that, you know, there's big bodies of water right there too, which to me is always a potential for trouble. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. mean like in a hurricane? Yeah. I don't think there's hurricanes in the Great like Lakes. Big waves. Not yet. Big waves. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, you see where we're headed with this stuff. <laughs> that is awesome. That's true. I, I don't so, know where we're headed. My dad thinks that, my dad doesn't believe in climate change, but he thinks that these tornadoes and hurricanes are man made. Like there's a machine that they've invented that sends these things to hurt Republicans and their voters. To convince them I'm not about, joking. To convince them about climate change? Where does your dad live? Miami, where there's not going to be a city anymore at some because point. Because it's going to be underwater? Yep. Yeah, yeah. See, now, the, that, see, that's the water thing I'm talking about. Okay. The water can just come up and take you away. That's true. Well, I hope that doesn't happen to Mark and Kristen because they're right I, on the beach. Then. I hope it doesn't happen to your dad. <laughs> me neither. I mean, me too. Uh, Hallman did not do this single seven. Although he did master it. But you did this with Andrea Perry? Right. I like her. Uh, me too. Yeah. She's awesome. She is awesome. And we have another one uh, that's done. It's been done for a while, but uh, I've been dragging my feet on it. And now I'm doing, I'm, I have to go back and make a change. It's been mastered, everything, and I have to go back and make a change. Why? But we have another one coming. Oh, I... What makes you have to go back and make a change after mastering? I don't, I don't ever, really. But this is maybe the first time. Maybe... Yeah, probably the first time. Uh, the uh, the melody evolved. Oh, you know, like as I, I, you know, I recorded it, I wrote it, and then I recorded it, and then I started learning it to play with the band and yeah. to play by myself. And the the melody in the first like eight bars evolved. Yeah, in a better way. Like it's going to be better. So that's great. So we're going to make that change. Uh, so we have another. I have another one coming with her. Do you get mad at yourself for that or are you okay with that? 
I'm okay with it. It's just kind of how it happened. You know, like yeah. I, I didn't, it's not something I could have foreseen really. Yeah. Um, but I think the test is always like, is this going to, is it going to drive me crazy forever if I don't fix it? Yeah. Yeah, it will. Yeah. You know, uh, going through your stuff, I like I like the variation and how you kind of like go between sort of an electronic thing and like a, a live band or real band kind of thing, or at least it sounds like it, like the uh, the uh, Ghost Ranch album yeah. or EP. That one's really... Oh, uh, I have one of those for you in the car. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's going to be melted by the time we're done talking. Oh, it, it lives out there. It's all right. <laughs> Do you, do you have anything to play it on? Are you going to use it for a coaster? Yeah, no, look, check it out. I got a CD player there. I listened to it on my NS10s. Oh, nice, it's almost nice. Like, it's like 1987 in here whenever I want it to be. Nice. Totally. You know, people are people are making cassettes now. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know about that movement. I mean... Are you part of it? Well, I... think uh, it's weird. I, I don't know how... I mean, how are they going to play it? I don't think it's about playing it. It's weird. It's like, I think it's about you have this weird thing. Yeah. Although, okay, maybe. Remember when you go to Urban Outfitters and all of a sudden it was like half of it was a record store? Yeah, they have okay. that vibe. They don't have it like that anymore. There's one little kiosk with mm-hmm. two columns of records on either side. So four columns of they, uh-huh. the records are gone. However, they're selling boom boxes now with cassette players in them. And so you know like, oh, huh. there's only one turntable for sale now. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. That's, that's how I check the pulse of uh at Urban cup. Outfitters. <laughs> I, it's Just not Urban it's Outfitters. I mean it's kind of smart actually. <laughs> the uh I mean, cassettes have got to be less expensive to make. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Did you ever make vinyl on any of this stuff or no? No, but I am a designer and I did, do You've mo- done a lot of it. I also, do mostly album art, so Oh, shit, I didn't write that. There was a couple of those designs of records that you did. There was a Jenna Pocop one, I think, that blew my mind. Uh-huh. You're amazing. Oh, thank Yeah, you. you're really, really talented. Thank That's you. your day job doing that? Yeah, uh, it is. Um, yes. Mostly album art, mostly musicians. No, that's... <laughs> It's not moving you into the next tax bracket. Is well, that's it? that's why I I'm like. I always feel bad, like musicians, like when they're the customers. You're just always like, oh shit, man, that's a drag. Yeah, Sorry, buddy. But it's it's what I love doing, though. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I feel like I know, I know what I, I feel like I know how to make people look good. Um, you do. Are you, you a photographer as well? Sorry, to I you. have done photography, but I am not. That's okay. not my. It's not. Your jam. Yeah. In another life, I'd like that to be my jam. Um, and I know enough to do my own kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, mostly design. And I, and, um, I just know that vinyl's expensive to make and it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe it'll phase out. I don't know. I think it's starting to take a little less time. I've heard some, (laughs) I've heard I've heard some some good stories over the last month or two. What are you hearing? How long? It's only like six months now. It's not like a year and a half like it was like a couple years ago. Uh Well, there was a thing, a place that burned down that handled a lot of the lacquer that made the lacquer that they made the master vinyl thing from. And so that place burned down at like the beginning of 2020. And then everybody tried to release records when the, all the manufacturers were closed for a couple of months because of the pandemic. And then yeah. when they reopened, then all of a sudden it was like Where a year that, and a half. Where's that place? I don't know. California? Somewhere. Hmm. That's interesting. Sounds interesting like I made it up, chain. but it's a real story. No, I believe you. 
I've been sending a lot of stuff to Gold Rush vinyl here. Yeah, in they're town. great. But they were back. I mean, they also have like fucking Radiohead and stuff you have to contend with when you're doing their. You yeah, know. I think I think their turnaround right now is. Uh, Maybe like three or four months. Oh, really? Yeah. So. so it's a more promising thing. Yeah, but that's still a long turnaround time, I feel like. But, I mean, in terms of planning and publicity and getting your your release date, yeah. you know, it's a lo- that's a long time to plan out. But it could be worse. Yeah. So what, when are you going to release this single then? You don't know yet? That's the next single that's coming out? The, yeah, so Seven's the latest one, and now right. some time has gone by. And this one's going to be called, um, it is called Bite My Tongue. And I just, I haven't done the art for it yet. So the cobbler's shoes, you know. Yeah, I need I need to do the art. I we need to make this change. Yeah, the plumber's house always has a leaky faucet. Yep, I know Mark will master it super fast. Hi, lady. Hey, Rosie. Um, and uh, sorry, that's <laughs> okay. What is that insanity? And insanity. Yeah. Um. So it's a it's a pop tune. Total pop tune. Is it? Is it more electronic? That what I was going to say. Yes. Sorry, originally way before when I was talking, it's more in the electronic vein, like like seven. Yes. Okay. Yes. So seven's kind of like down tempo. Yeah. Um, I had massive attack in my head when we were working on that, but, and I don't know where it landed. But this is much more of like a um, electronic, but more in a pop kind of Taylor Swift sort of way. What does that mean? Because I don't. I don't. Um. I, you know what? I don't. I, I respect what she's doing and I know it's good, but uh-huh. it doesn't it doesn't tickle my fancy. Yeah, it's um a little more upbeat, a little lighter. The subject matter is like love. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what what was it that it was it was Noel. The last time they were on the podcast, she uh-huh. said literally the best quote I've ever heard that it's like her journal vomited on you. That's what she gets when oh, she listens so to Taylor Swift. Oh, that's so gross, Noel. Um, I listened to that too, and I don't remember. I don't remember uh, hearing her say that, but I love that. Um, I might be misquoting it, but it was something in that vein. There was vomit involved. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I don't know how uh, true to. I don't know if this is something that w- this particular song would have come from my journal. Um. This particular song came from um, Dave Madden's songwriting group. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was based on a prompt. Yeah. Um, and I am pretty good, I think, at stepping into a scenario that I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to writing. Uh, that's interesting because I read a thing about your song, Dolores, and that it was inspired by the making a murderer thing. Yeah, yeah. What What was the... what? What got you going on that? I saw that thing. Yeah, what did you think? I mean, you know, those stories are sad and horrible, you know? It's unbelievable. And it, I don't know where they are on it right now. Nobody knows. It's, it, those things are all up in the air. He's, like, he's still in prison, right? Did he have to go back? Oh, is he out? Oh, see, I don't know. See, see don't that's know. the thing. Is good. There's so many stories that they yeah. all bleed together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so Dolores is his mom. His mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean... The you know it was one of those things I binge watched so it like totally right. consumed yeah, yeah. me for the time but I just was so affected by her because she, um, you know what a I just felt for her yeah. every moment she was on the screen you yeah. know this sort of blue collar life and then dealing with this 
thing that's happened to her to her son or that he brought upon himself or whatever it's just she's she yeah. i've i felt the most for her yeah so that's where that song came from it's interesting to find that empathy in those places that aren't really designed well i guess that 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 kind of format of documentary of telling that kind of story is different than like a 48 hours or dateline where they can dig in and you can see the humanity in yep. everybody as opposed to bad guy, good guy, right. victim. Right. It's Tell us know, what you think on Facebook. I think she was fighting illness. Am I making that up? No. But it sounds she, familiar. And she's getting up super early in the morning and driving hours to visit her son in prison for what potentially is this like heinous crime. Or, yeah, yeah. Or maybe is made up. We don't really yeah. know. Um, yeah, she she affected me. So. Yeah. I wrote that. So, hey, Emily, tell me a little bit about how does Sister Golden Hair work? I did go through your Instagram today uh-huh. where I felt like I'd already been hanging out with you. So I'm like, did you guys do that today? And you're like, what are you even talking about? Um, that was last Wednesday. Uh, you, uh, I went through your, your Instagram and in there, there's a bunch of, uh, there's like fucking uh, Seven Bridges Road and that. Uh, oh, you went through the sister golden hair. Went through the sister golden hair thing, oh, yeah, and just yeah. all these harmonies, and uh-huh. and it's just it's beautiful sounding. Yeah. What what is the drum thing happening live? Who's doing that? You know what I'm talking about? There's a song mm-hmm. where you guys are playing, and there's a. <clears throat> oh, uh, it might be. I it think might, it might be Chris has a stomp box. Oh, he does. Okay, you can't see his feet in that video. Uh, what song is it? I don't know. It was the one that had Tintoon in it. It was the only one that had it. <laughs> I couldn't because t- <laughs> he doesn't do it. Um, he doesn't do it a, a lot, but he does have a stomp box. There's a video. Uh, it's it's in a video, and it looks like Wendy Colonna is playing bass. Yes. Has that and ever she, happened? She, yes, because she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, uh, you know, it started out <laughs> as, a, as a trio uh, with the potential to be a five-piece. And then... A five-o. Um, That's what it's called. Sorry. A what? <laughs> a five-o. I'm just joking. Yes, Sorry. okay. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's... it's uh, when you take five people out, you make less money. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I'm in a seven person cover band. That's a, yeah. So you I can't know. believe we still do. Like, I'm like, I mean, I don't, I don't speak up and say it, but I, cause I'd be the first guy that goes with the tracks. <laughs> you're like, the tracks you're like great in. idea. You're out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So Thanks. I never bring it up, but yeah, no, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you make less, but you could also you can also charge more. There's also potential to charge more with more people. But um, I think Wendy just is Bar- both Barbara and Wendy have acoustic guitar, and Chris, when he plays with us, has acoustic and electric. So she just stepped up and started playing bass. That's cool because she's a badass. The harmony's not always there. No, no, because because of her touring and everything yeah. else. So she's not there more than she is there for sure we did a show didn't you come up and sing that night when yeah. we played at 310 uh-huh with noel and Susanna. and Susanna. and harmony was playing bass and harmony was playing yeah. bass that was fun yeah that was that, was, uh, that was a fun night that was like the first night back that was after, a year yes <laughs> and, and after the and darkness people came out people came out and it was uh at 310 but it has that open wall so yeah. it kind of feels like oh you know <laughs> we're getting fresh air in here and that was almost exactly a year ago, right? Because no, it was two years ago. Yeah, I know. That's another thing that happened with the pandemic. You don't know. Was it two years ago? Because we it was just two years played... ago. Twenty twenty one. It's twenty twenty three. So one year ago, 
we were back there and two years ago we were back there with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That's okay. right. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, who that did was... you play with last time? Wasn't it... Was it... The Bell Sounds. The Bell No, I know, but who is the other... Who did you do the show with instead of me? Who should I, who should I be angry with? Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. Uh, oh. Um, it was somebody cool, I remember. I can't, I can't remember. Whatever. I can't remember. Was it somebody cool? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah Hauser. Yeah. She's Jesus. She's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so long ago, I feel like. And at the same time, not. Yeah. That was fun. That was a year ago. Right. Okay. Yes. It's straight in my head. I love her. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really she, do. She was great. Yeah. She and Taylor are amazing people. Yeah. Also dog people. Yes. Yeah. Similar. Um, all right. So uh, you do like a few different things. There was uh, Katie Leslie. You do a duo with her. And it seems like you've been doing that for a while. Yeah. Who is she? Um, she's are you great- looking at my notes? Look like a crazy man's rants. Uh, she, Katie's a phenomenal singer, yeah, vocalist and friend. Um, we've known each other forever. Um, we met at Redleaf School of Music, um, down on South First. Do you know Redleaf School of Music? No. Uh, it's on South First. It was founded by Dan Barrett from. Um, How do I know that name? Um, because he's in Porter Davis. Oh, okay. I remember that band. And uh, by Dan and Gino Stroya, who... Oh, I love Gino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Gino has it now. Dan is in it. So it's it's Gino's school now. Um, And he... um, When I moved here 100 years ago, I went there to take songwriting classes and guitar classes. Who taught you songwriting there? Uh, Dan. And uh, that's where I met Jana. Pocop. Mm-hmm. She's cool as shit, man. She is cool as shit. She's one of the first music people I knew here. And uh, she was friends with Katie. So okay. that's how I found Katie. Um, what, you moved here from Connecticut or from? Boston. Boston. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I grew up in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I went and looked up that band. Oh, yeah. I, but I don't, there's like five different bands. And there's no record from the era that you're... That I just looked it up on Spotify. I didn't, I didn't do like a deep dive. I was like, look, it's um, not on Spotify. Well, it was kind of before Spotify. Right, but sometimes, you know. Sometimes, it may, is it not up there? I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's four different artists with that name. And I just was like, I don't, I don't see... I'll I don't know what this is. What was it? Was it like world beat dance music? Because that sounds yeah, it like was, it. It was, kind of like a, it was kind of a hybrid between that and like pop uh, with like vocals on top, and you guys toured the country, and you guys no, not the uh, country, not the country, just like Boston, New York. Back were you forth. like a party? Were you like a popular band there, where there's a line out the block, and and this is the band? I mean, I wouldn't say that. No, we sold out the Lizard Lounge a bunch. If you've ever been there, no, it's a wee tiny place yeah, in yeah. Uh, in Cambridge. Um, I like Cambridge. The Lizard Lounge is great. Yeah, hopefully it's still there and going strong. You know where I played when I was there a lot? There was a place I played opening for Bob that was like a theater. Is there like a Majestic Theater or uh, something like that? There's or a s- Somerville Theater. No. No? It's it's near uh, Bill's by the Fenway. Oh. Bill's um, Bar. That's where I played there a lot with my band. Like down anyway. by, by like Lansdowne Street? And so it's been a long time since know. I've been there. I don't know. I don't. I'm not from Boston. And a lot of the stuff that I that I knew is not there anymore. 
Did you go there for school? Did you go to Berkeley College of Music? Mm-mm. Where did you go to college? I went to Smith College in Western Mass. Oh, yeah. All Girls College. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to make any jokes because it's uh-huh. inappropriate to do. But they do. They Back when you went there, they made jokes, didn't they? About Smith. Kind of like Wellesley. Uh, jokes. Probably. I went out with a girl that went to Wellesley. Did you? Mm-hmm. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but okay. it really like kind of launched me as a songwriter. Really? Were you, you like using the pain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Some of my first recorded stuff. Well, the um, of her. <laughs> the Happy Valley, you know, with UMass and Amherst and right. Smith and Mount Holyoke. Um, there's no shortage of men in the area. No. And there's not a lot of rules on campus. So, um, I don't know. It was a good place. Good place to go. But I, then uh, after I graduated, I moved to Boston. Okay. And so what brought you to Austin? Um. My band fell apart. Mm. Uh, I was stagnant in my job. What was your job? Uh, graphic. I was working in okay. a design studio. Um, great studio for somebody I love working with. He, I, a great mentor, but I just was kind of run his course. Um, and uh, friends were moving to the burbs and having families. And the big dig was like right there. Oh, Jesus, man. So like I would come out of work and like an exit would be gone, you know, yeah, or like yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. a sense of kind of like chaos. And it's done now, apparently. So no, that, yeah. that's great for them. <laughs> no, it is done. I've been there. It's good. Um, I went there a bunch of times during the big dig. Sorry. And one time some guy, I, you ever, like, I don't know if you probably women don't do this, but you're on tour and like you're, you've been on tour for say like six weeks or two months or something. And you, like some guys like you have the day off the next day. This guy's like, hey, you want to just come with me and my friends? You're like, yeah, see you guys later. And you just go with some dude you don't know. And you're like, I what know. was your name again, Steve? And like you're, you're going you down the go freeway, do whatever they're doing. smoking a bong. And I was uh-huh. like, what is going on? How did I do this? There, he taught me a thing. The big dig will fuck you. That's what he kept saying as he was driving down the thing. And he's like, that's what we all say here. And I just remember every time I went to Boston, like pulling in there, like I'd wake up in the van and be like, what's happening? Like, oh, we're in traffic. And I'd be the big dick will fuck you. It will. It'll <laughs> find a way. Yeah. I mean, terrible. it's just, it, it, yeah, it was a little bit of a soul sucking situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like 35 is now. Yeah. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say, imagine, imagine 35, but like with just add 500,000 more people. Yeah. To every, and it's just, it was very difficult. And like more lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, but also, also the weather. Cause I, I'm not a cold weather person and I grew up in Connecticut and Boston and, and man, it's like winter there for like a long time. Yeah. And up there it gets dark and it like, it gets dark at like oh, four. Four thirty. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, in the it's, it, that's, that's hard for me. Um, so there was definitely a pull to, to move and, um, Ultimate, and so we kind of had our, we were kind of looking, and ultimately, um, Austin. Came yeah. To uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on that. My husband found a way to get a position in Austin. So we had like 36 hours. To, <laughs> sounds well, really dubious. <laughs> I know, it's not as dubious as it sounds. I'm trying, should I clarify or should I just leave it at that? Uh, he was the mayor. He was in outside sales. Okay. Uh, That's cool. So we had the opportunity to take yeah. a different territory. Um, and Dallas and Austin were available. And um, 
they pushed for Dallas and we pushed for Austin. And once the, once the ink was down on that, it happened fast. They moved us. And so we had like 36 hours to, we'd never been here to come here and like find a house. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? I go, it was 2006. That was a good time. Yeah. Along with the place then. Yeah, it was, it was great. We moved into a real residential neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and at the time, money could buy a lot more here sure. than what we had in Boston. So like even our movers were like, whoa, you guys are upgrading. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, I know, right? Um, now prices are so high here. I think it's probably comparable. But um, it was a little bit like social suicide in the beginning because uh, we both were working from home. Oh. And uh, which is awesome on one hand, but you don't really get out. Right. Uh, and we didn't have like dogs or kids yet. Um, but, you have two kids now? Uh-huh. That's awesome. So it took some time to, you know, get out in the world, but. Where'd you start going? Like This, like, is, this is home for me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did you start? Sorry to, sorry to keep interrupting you. I don't. I'm no, not, that's great. I had a lot of coffee. I'm not going to lie. I'm look at yeah. my, I'm squeezing my hands. <sighs> don't hold back. <laughs> I can't hold back. When you came to Austin, yeah, did you were you like I got to get back into music? This is a music town. Where did you go? Who did you see? Um, Antones was one of the first places when it was back down on. Oh, on Fifth, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. I know we saw Marsha Ball early on. Uh, I think maybe the very first show that i went to was the um the mau mau chaplains have you heard of them no but i remember that name at flamingo cantina okay because the bell sounds played there recently like we played there like earlier this summer and it's only the second time i've ever been there like the when i first moved here yeah yeah (laughs) and then then like two months ago and uh, i was surprised to find out it's kind of like an open air venue yeah yeah so um it was hot as shit that day yeah and uh, I really thought I was going to go be in air conditioning. But um, yeah, so the Mau Mau Chaplains at Flamingo Cantina was one of the first things. I know we saw Marshall Ball early on in Shelley King because there was some kind of thing at Antone's. Yeah, where everyone needed to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe an anniversary thing. Maybe. Uh, I got into Red Leaf School of Music, yeah. you know, uh, as a way to keep my feet in it till I figured out kind of a path. Um. How like self-sufficient as an artist were you? Because I'm, I'm assuming that now at this point you're a pretty, like you can do like what Noel does, right? Record and, and do your own. I record demos, but I don't have the, she's, in the last couple of years, she's taken producer. She really has. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't say, I, I can, you know, work up a good demo, but I don't, I'm not kind of at that level. Um, I will aspire to be Noel level. But, uh, <laughs> So you went in and started learning this songwriting and then like what what scene did you fall into? Like there's a lot of different scenes. Were you at Momo's? I went there a few times. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really fell into a scene. Uh, I don't know. Am I in a scene now? I don't know how that works. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like this the songwriter folk thing with like, you know, yeah. Jana and Katie, like I knew them early right. on. But um, I met Noel and Andre okay. 
uh, not too far after we moved here because um, Dan from Red Leaf School of Music, and Porter, Davis, Porter Davis, was going to be um, in the Bell Sounds. Okay. And they had tapped him for that. And he was about to have a baby and had a lot going on. And he was sort of feeling like it was more than he could do. Yeah. So he told me I should do it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I met Noel not, you know, after not too long. Okay. Um, so uh, when did you have kids? <laughs> um, like, was that an uncomfortable tapping or was it comfortable? No, tap? it was just a... You have great hands. You should play piano. I know. Yeah. Um, and guitar. I... Guitar is hard. I wish I could play guitar better. Your your first album, you made that here? The which, one that's on, on, which, spot, on Spotify? The first one, one from of? 2010? Uh, the... Yeah, we should not speak of that album, probably. Okay. Really? <laughs> I mean, we can't... Wait, 2010? Yeah, I didn't write down the name of it. But I mean, I didn't want like, to spend it, a lot of time it talking like about white it. with like blue and orange. It's on um, Spotify. It's like this big. Yeah. I don't know. It's one <laughs> it's, where you have, you have a very, your delivery in your vocal is much more confrontational, especially in the first song. Like the, I remember this. Yeah. There was like this, there's like a, there's like a, uh, uh, you know how like Tori Amos sits when she sings a song? Uh-huh. Like, like, it's like, Hey. Uh-huh. Fuck uh. is your problem? Kind of oh, like really? I like yeah, I thought it was interesting. No one's ever said that about me before. I like that about me. I like that. Um I might fuck you up. Um am I allowed to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said it like eighty times. <laughs> am I I'm sorry. I don't know if you're allowed to. Um Dude, sometimes I have people on here and like I'll I'll say so many expletives through the whole thing and then like halfway through they're like, Oh yeah, and I'm super Christian and I'm like, Oh Jesus I'm like but the rest in, of it I'm like holding back. In terms of like the podcast waves, nobody's like <laughs> nobody no, parenting there's an explicit that. there's an explicit warning. Yeah. You're, you're okay. warned. It's rated R. Um so that first record, I think we're talking about the same one, it's called Tiny Truths. Yes, that's what it's called. Tiny and Truths. I don't even remember what's on there. Um I feel like I was so. I think every. I think a lot of people have a record like this. Um, it's just the first when stuff I. By. <laughs> well, it's just the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. stuff I ever did. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't want it ever to be a reflection on Dan who like produced and recorded it, right? Because right. it's just more a reflection on my writing at sure. the time and and everything about it. I think the things that have come since are, uh, you know, I kind of got my shit together a little. Um, There's marked growth. Yes. There, I mean. There, yeah. there really is like you uh, you have like this masterful ability to have melody like this um ghost ranch the song yeah beautiful melody thank you i like that song yeah man yeah so so, so, so also there was sorry um search for life oh, that yeah. one that's my jam yeah yeah a little, little depressing that one yeah but uh, it's also kind of dreamy and shoegazy yeah do you agree I do. Yeah. Um, had Radiohead in my mind. Yeah. For that, um, I usually have some, you know, some kind of like direction. A, some kind of direction. But um, so, search for life. Yeah. Uh, is about how you know soon we're not going to be able to live on this planet, and we're just going to be like orbiting the Earth in a rocket, looking for someone to like take us in. Um, and it was during the pandemic, and Chris Nelson. Who I love. Uh, said, let me do this song for you. And we did it um, completely remotely because we were all locked down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he did that? 
Yeah. I love him so much. We we're friends like more than 30 years. Yeah, he's awesome. He yeah. he played all the um he played all the parts. Um uh, I recorded wow. vocals and sent them to him. And then um he went in with Andre. Then at the end sort of tighten some things up in the mix and get a little Andre sauce yeah. on there. And I'm pretty sure Mark mastered it cuz he masters everything I do. And um I love how that turned out. And yeah. so Chris plays in my band. Um, yeah, I saw that. And, I wanted to bring him up, but and we played together in the Bell Sound. Yeah, and... he's a. Uh, when I moved here from uh, Houston in the early '90s in 1991, I lived at the Congress House and I worked at Whole Foods with Chris. Oh, really? Yeah, and he. I'm like, yeah. He's got deep Whole Foods. Deep roots. Whole Foods. We have we have Whole Foods. Okay. In our blood, bro. Uh huh. Yeah, I love that guy, and uh, we used to have a really great time working together. He yeah. Was, we had a very entertaining group of people in the front end as cashiers and baggers. I was always the worst of all, everybody, the slowest cashier, the worst bagger, the most distracted. <laughs> like I'd see a hot girl coming through the line and I'd blow off the person. And like people can put bag her their two own things groceries. in a bag and like some family, somebody with like five kids and two grocery carts. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> go She's got this. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got it. Yeah. No worries. Um, yeah, Chris is, I mean, super talented and just like a gold hearted person. Yeah. And he's also, uh, like got deep roots in Dripping Springs. Oh, does he? Where I am now. Yeah. That's so, where you are? Yeah. How do you like it out there? Um, I've been out there for a long time. Uh, I like, I'd love to get, um, closer in. Yeah. But I need to be near my ki- my kids. So. Yeah. They're out there. Yeah. They've got. Do they like your music? That's always a question I have. For people because you it's like some people like they're at their parents shows and they love it and then other people are like dude don't stop embarrassing me mom stop putting out songs oh no about th- your feelings I, I don't think they're embarrassed um if they are they hide it well they're not kids who who like want to come to the show okay you know they like have their own social lives they have better things to do than that how old but, are they what uh 13 and 15 oh yeah they're not hanging out with their mom and like hey no. mom can i come to your thing tonight <laughs> yeah no but uh, but they do like you know there's there's this one song that they're on um, that it's like a song about first friends in the summertime and I recorded at the Congress house and there's like these little, you know, childish laws, la laws in yeah, the middle. Yeah. So I brought them in and Mark put giant headphones on them and, uh, we recorded them on there and, um, I think, you know, they tell their friends like, Oh, I'm on, I'm on oh, yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's like a cool story for them to tell, but, um, a lot of times they could really care less, I think. Yeah. They've got their own things. What kind of music do they listen to? Oh, well, Drake right now. Um, there's a whole Drake thing. Okay. Um, in fact, I guess, I guess like my oldest just made a Drake cake. Do you know, do you know about this? I guess it's like, a, it's like, <laughs> it's like a TikTok trend. She was like, mom, mom, look, it's a Drake cake. We made a Drake cake. I was like, why didn't you do that? Of course, it's a TikTok fan. Um, and then uh, Taylor Swift. My youngest is really into Taylor Swift. And I've been trying to get them into Taylor Swift forever. Right. But like now, just on this Eras tour, um, she's really interested. Did you go to the thing? Were no, they here? I would love Did to. It come? Did it come here? Uh, no, it was in Houston, I think. Oh. Uh, I don't know. No, I didn't go. But also like Morgan Wallen. Um, I don't even know who that is. I do don't is he a country guy i sounds it, like a country guy i thought it was a girl but oh, it no. is a guy yeah um which shows you how yes yeah, a country guy 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach Bryan. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. These I guys. make that face too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sort of like, yeah. Um, but then so they were, we were talking about music the other day. Um, cause I did the super smart thing. I didn't have a way around it, but uh, we went to the mall on Saturday. Okay. The last Saturday before school starts. Oh Jesus. That must've been amazing. It was uh, all, everybody was at the mall. And when we were on our way there, they were, um, talking to me about concerts and shows and music and um they mentioned Coldplay which I thought was interesting they still because they never were interested in Coldplay before but um I guess Coldplay and we were talking about rapper names and I don't like Drake you don't like I don't know if I I don't like I don't I don't know if I know enough of what he does I think I got a lot of him like maybe five or six years ago Mm -hmm. and, and I was like okay let it happen to me. Like I let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. Just drake me up. Do you like like the weekend? No. No. I I mean I I get it. Uh-huh. I don't I, I kind of like I liked it at first. Like the I can't feel my face when I'm with you. That I was just like that. Now that's a song. Great uh-huh. song. Like really interesting sort of drug reference like very blatantly used in pop culture like wow like this is just really uh-huh. you know like that's a really kind of like nasty but i also was like okay cool he's got like some attitude and but then you're just like this guy's like a really mild michael jackson musically jackson. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. michael jackson was full on yeah 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 i i haven't listened to that much i spent some time listening to, to childish gambino not too long ago i found i actually found a cr- couple of couple of tracks i dug it's great um and uh just trying to relate to kind of the stuff they're listening to yeah um i know there's someone else too they were talking about you're really a calm person are you like that in life yes okay because you're just like you're like all right no big deal i'm just here but inside i'm usually freaking out about something though i think that's the interesting part okay I'm getting this because I I think like if <laughs> you know Primo the alien, yeah, she sums my personality up like this: if you don't throw a parade when Johnny walks up, he thinks you hate him, and that's oh. the truth. That's a real thing. Like uh-huh. I, she like totally nailed me on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so super funny. I, do I need to bring up my I'm energy like, level? No, 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 not at all. But I I always thought you didn't like me. I just assumed what I was you? always like, I, honest to God, like oh, I'm always no. like, oh yeah, no, I I think I have her on the show. And then when I reached out, don't I was put, like, don't put that in the podcast. <laughs> Why? No, it's in there. That's, but that's my own thing. Like oh. I think everybody hates me all the time. I don't know what my problem is. In fact, I woke up today thinking David Grissom hates me. <laughs> I did. I really did. Can you like shoot him a text or something? Yeah, I can. Like... But then I, I like I think I like to suffer in the mis- in the mystery for a while, <laughs> and then work it up till I'm like, hey man, I don't know what I said to you last night. I was really drunk, but uh-huh. I'm sure I was nice. Oh, I'm I usually sorry. am to him. I feel bad for sending that vibe. <laughs> no, you didn't send that vibe. I am looking for that vibe in everything I see. Okay, right. I got a lady working on it. I see her once a week. She's helping me. She's helping me. Once a week is that problem. Man, I've got a lady too. And if, I, man, I need to put like an RV outside. I joke with her. I was like, I'm going to get an Airstream. and <laughs> just have you outside. Put it outside so I can just be like, hey, got a minute? Do you, uh, are you regular? Can you talk about this? I don't like to out people of anything, but I like the conversations yes, to reg- be real. Regular for years. Yeah, yeah, me years. too. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah. I go in and out, but I I regular, you know, and I can I can feel like when I'm yelling at somebody because of the 
thing that they did to my taco. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> it's time, time to make an appointment. Up, yes. <laughs> Life tune. Yeah. I mean, me too. Sometimes I need to go more often than others. Yeah. Um, but I, I've had the same person for, uh, since my kids were born. <laughs> That's good. So yeah. Since my kids were born and, uh, I, and, uh, she rocks. Yeah. That's good. I found I found the right person 13 years ago still with that person. Cuz it's hard to find the right person. It is, man. It is. And so I think we're lucky to be able to yeah, stumble on that early on. And I I think that I I think I had um postpartum depression. Oh, yeah. But also just like a lot of issues around like um how do you maintain your identity when you become a mom? Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah, do you, yeah. how do you keep stuff that's still important to you and um Right. So that was kind of the stuff I was interested in yeah figuring out yeah well i mean that's i i don't understand how everybody doesn't go through it it like uh postpartum depression just simply i mean i'm not a woman and i've never had a child but you the the level of hormones that go up and then i i imagine immediately leave you it, it must wreak havoc on your system yeah i mean it does and then but also like you're not sleeping Right, and, and the you, madness. You literally have no time. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it, they make it sound like it's going to be okay. You know, like you only need you only need to right. breastfeed every two hours, <laughs> and it's like okay, I can do that. Right. But then, like when you really figure out like the timeline of that, like there's yeah. there's just you you just really disappear into it. Yeah. Um, and it it's hard, especially if like I I feel like I would have had an easy easier time maybe if I had been a little more established musically because I, I, I like when I had kids, I hadn't done anything yet on my own really. Um, so there was, you know, kind of like an urgency yeah. to like, you know, get it done. Yeah. That, that's an interesting thing that people, uh, I don't know if you were feeling like this, but I identify with that in sort of the way that I felt when I was going through puberty when I was 13, that I was kind of like fading away and not in a, like I didn't want to be somebody in the background. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's, I, I feel like maybe like, that was happening with you and you. You knew you had potential you hadn't reached yet? No. <laughs> no, or not, or not at all. No, like I just that. was like, like, I was like, well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I feel like once I found a way to meet girls, I was a much happier person. Well, there's that. I was just a kid. I was that guy right there. Look and, at the little and, guy with the guitar in the picture. That's me at 14, at my first show. My mom's there. She was wearing those Kanye glasses oh way before my Kanye. Goodness. I know. That's 1983. Wow. That's 40 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry. Mark so, Hallman took me to buy that guitar. Did he? Yeah, he did. And Stevie Ray Vaughan was there. And I didn't know who Stevie Ray was, and Holman had to say he's the guy that played on Let's Dance. And then I freaked out because he was gone. And when did the Wesley girl come into the picture? Wesley? Oh, oh. much later. Yeah. 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 She actually passed away a couple oh. years ago. Yeah. So sorry. I know. Terrible thing. She was still partying, from what I understand. It hit mm-hmm. that fentanyl by accident. That is terrifying. Yeah, I just played a thing last night. I played at a thing last night for a guy who lost his stepson to the same thing. <sighs> Kevin uh, Connor was talking about that um, this morning. I was with him last on night Sun Radio, at the yeah. thing. Did he say I was there? Uh, he didn't, I, but he he uh, 
you know, he was talking about the cause and, and I was listening yeah. to it as I was driving uh, my daughter and her best friend from um, home from cross country. And Kevin was talking about this event and, you know, how he, he thought he was take this kid thought he was taking his Xanax yeah. and dropped dead. And, um, I was in the epidemic and how it's real. And I was saying, girls, are you listening to this? You know, like, I don't know. What, how do you parent that? It's terrifying. Um, it is. It's a terrifying, t- is it terrifying as a parent now, like more than you think your parents were terrified when you were a kid? Or do you think it, it is, but like, you know what I mean? I think my um, <laughs> thought about that is I think it was terrifying for our parents. You know, you know, the whole, there were scary things when we were little, but I feel like this, there's like no room for error. You right, know, right. there's no room to see an addict. Right. Um, there's no room to start seeing patterns of behavior that are sure. scary. It's just your child is dead is what it seems like. Yeah. And that's, that's terrifying. It's a terrible epidemic. Mm-hmm. It's weird because when I was a kid, I was born in 1968 to like a young mom mm-hmm. who got divorced from my dad early and was just a hippie, like hanging out with her friends. Like we lived in Mexico collecting bromeliads and all this shit. And my life was just so different than like now, like there's, uh, there's nets around, around trampolines. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you don't see a kid without a helmet on. <laughs> and the only reason I would have put on a helmet, I would have put on my football helmet cause I was going to jump like off of a cliff into, into a, a you know, like something yeah. fucking insane. Uh huh. Yeah. Like some seventies thing. Yep. And you were <laughs> going to jump head first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was always bleeding from somewhere. I had some scab from something. Yeah. Uh... It's hard. It's hard. Like what, what kind of, like I, I don't have kids. And uh, like when I was younger and I got married pretty young, I wanted to, I wanted to. And then like, as I got, as I got older, I was like, am I fucking crazy? Like, you know. Well, I mean, thank God for those nets around trampolines. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. (laughs) Seriously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's always a balance to like, let them, let them learn from the banged up you know, from getting banged up and making mistakes and getting hurt. But uh, don't let them. But also like online bullying, like it's not just like regular bullying at school where you can hide from the guy that's going to beat you up and take your your fruit pie or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) They used to do in the 70s. Yeah. Give me back my fruit pie. (laughs) Give me back my hostess fruit pie. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's intense. It must be intense to be a a parent. Do you, do you, uh, like, do you have to have regular conversations with them? Not just like, thank God, Kevin Connor's there to break the ice about. I mean, yeah, we we uh, just try, you know, try not to be too much about it, but make right, sure right. they know about it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you like playing that Captain Quackenbush's place? That's how about that for a pivot? How about that? I like that place. Anyway, played there. Uh, I yeah. saw you played there. I saw some video from it, and it was really good. Yeah, I love <clears throat> play, I love playing with Jenny. Yeah, um, I love the full band situation. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you know, as a songwriter, that's the fullest expression. Yeah, of the songs, and I feel like the songs get to run a little bit, and it's super fun. Um, Quacks is a great sounding room. I see you're doing so. You do like the airport and Geraldine's. The those are good gigs. Yeah, you like that airport thing. I do. I do. 
I feel like there's always, I always like connect with, there's always interesting connections at the airport. Yeah. Um, this is a good airport. Like whenever I go there, whenever I'm going to, I, I, I do not go there without running into somebody where you're like, hey man, long time to see. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael, I mean, Michael is doing such a great job with the, with the program and um, yeah, I like playing there. It's good. You know, it's good money. Oh, well, you know what the other awesome thing is? I don't have to bring a keyboard. Oh, they have one there? I can just walk in there. Oh, that's nice. It's like the best thing ever. Yeah. I, I don't bring anything. What do you, you play a Nord mm-hmm. when you play live? Do you just do one keyboard? Yeah. Well, uh, with the bell sounds, uh, there's um, a mini log in a Nord. Right, right. Because it's all the synths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for my stuff, it's just the, it's just the Nord. Um, I use main stage. Do you ever mess with that? No, is it a... Um, it's a... I have to take a laptop and everything. It's a whole scene. Oh, is it like um, Ableton? Like that kind of thing where you have live... No. No? What's no, it, it's, what just, it it's, it's just patches cool. on, your, on your computer. Oh, cool. Because with Skyrocket, and I don't know if you come across this with Sister Golden here yet, but like as like when Skyrocket first started, I, like it was before it was a cover band. It mm-hmm. was five dudes we're like, hey, we have this. Were you ever around for the rock and roll free for all at Hole in the Wall? Mm-mm. On Sunday nights, they had this free show, and people used to go there and play like five songs. Mm-hmm. And it was cool ass, like Spoon, all the cool bands in the late 90s, like playing there on Sunday night for free. It was awesome. Yeah. And then one night, one of my friends got a slot, but he didn't know what to do. And he was like, I've always wanted to play like these weird 70s songs, like Magic by Pilot and like uh, uh, the Butterflies Are Free to Fly, Elton John song, and all this kind of stuff. What are that songs called? So yeah. I saw them play. I was drunk and I was like, dude, I have this Rhodes. Like, I want to come over. I'm uh-huh. like, let, like, let's, you get, if you do this again, please ask me. So finally I got in the band doing that. Anyway, um, that's what I started with. But like now, like I already have horns. I got to have, you know, super compressed pianos, like a, the piano on the Jackson 5. Uh, uh, oh, I got to come see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Wait, fun. So, um, but like on Dancing Queen, there's a delay on the piano. Like, there's all this kind of like minuscule shit. So, uh, my songs, my my sounds are all by the name of the song. And what's your what keyboard are you running them out of? Just a um, the Axiom thing. I don't know what it's called. Okay, it's a weird question. <laughs> well, just <laughs> like what kind of keyboard do you have? It's a, it's just a uh, it's a it's a empty thing. It's not, I just run it into my computer and that's where I get all so the sound. So could you... Um, I've wanted to switch to Nord. Would it work with the Nord though? Like, uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sure. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be a cool thing to... So the, the, I definitely have not explored the Nord to the extent of its potential. Right. You know, like for Sister Golden Hair, I have a like a whirly sound, a Rhodes sound, and a piano sound. And that pretty much covers... Is that on the song? What? Is that on the song? Is there... Is there keyboards on that song? On which song? On Sister Golden Hair. Oh, actually on Sister Golden Hair? Um, oh, just in that band. Sorry, yes. I was thinking of the song because yeah. we oh, play like, that song too. And um, no, there's not. Is there not? No, because I don't do anything on that song except sometimes I'll play tambourine. Yeah, I see I play keys on that, but yeah. um, probably just to fill out the sound rather than duplicate something that's there how much of a set list do you guys have like do you guys have like a lot you do 60s i saw you doing eight days a week so you you and also there was a i think you were doing something happening here you do that song 
Yeah, we do. Uh, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. Um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Beatles, a little Elvis, um, Country Roads, little. Um, oh yeah, I saw Country Roads. Um, Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. Uh, it is fun. It is fun, isn't it? It is so fun. We're going to be at the Saxon Pub on Tuesday. I know. Tomorrow. But that's this tomorrow. is going to come out way later. Uh, what time do you play? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock? Well, that's yeah. a reasonable hour. When does this come out? Uh, I don't know. In a oh. month. When you feel like it? No. <laughs> no. There's others that have like time. Like this, like the publicist is like, this needs to come out before June 65th or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing because I think there's a June 65th. But, no. uh, but yeah, there's like I have I have like a month's like I'm I work a month out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Behind the scenes, inner Behind wor- the scenes, inner workings, inner workings. Yeah, I keep them going, and I like to have a month because sometimes I do like to take a couple weeks off of of scheduling, and a lot of it is you know I spend hours of listening to people's music, and it takes a long time. Like my my yeah. Sundays, my Sunday end of Sunday. And early Monday are engulfed in whoever I'm going to be experiencing on Monday. And you're just, and you're also like touring and making your and own music. And also learning a bunch of songs. I just started playing with fastball before you came over. I heard that on, I the, set up on your podcast. And started practicing the songs because I forgot I have a gig on Friday with them. So have you gone out with them yet? Or I have. I have? went to, that's who I went to Michigan and we went to Pittsburgh and it was, it was rad. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's great. I mean, do you like I saw you played with the Big Fix and Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You, you and you play with the Bell Sounds. Uh-huh. But do you do you like it? You like yeah, being love the, it. It's not it's it's not like the I like it cuz it's not the Johnny show. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it allows me to playing with other people get into Yeah, and being yeah. in their thing, not my thing or I love that. It's so nice and relaxing, and, and you get you get to change it up, you know. Like the big fix was like this rock thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So different from the bell sounds, and that's so different from what I do. Yeah, um, I mean, thank God for a variety for me. Yeah, yeah. So. Fastballs like a lot. Like we come from the same family tree. That's the other thing about mm-hmm. like old, really old friends, mm-hmm. people that I hang out with anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's how I got the gig because there are a hundred guys better for this gig than me. But as a musician, as a musician, but I just kind of think like the uh, we can make fun of people from the hole in the wall in, in 1990, uh, and he'll know exactly who we're talking about. Do you guys have Austin dates? Uh, no, we're going to Houston this week. Uh, no, that you know they don't play a lot in Austin. No. They don't have a uh, they they don't have an Austin thing going on here. Unfortunately for them, or fortunately, who can, not, you know who knows? Yet. Yeah. Austin's an interesting town like that. Like it's mm-hmm. it 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 is it does get a little self-important sometimes and like mm-hmm. for one of those things where you're like, yeah, people don't come see me play in Austin, but you know, we played to it was like a blues on the green show that we played in in Pittsburgh. Huge, I mean, I got video of just the huge crowd just singing these songs and not just the way. Yeah. Like, you know, other songs too, like real fans of the band and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. And here, like I tell people, like, oh, I'm playing with fastball. Like, oh, really? They, they got back together? And you're like, no, they've been, they've been together. They've There's... been putting out records the whole time. They're fucking better than they've ever been. Uh-huh. Yeah. So are you, by the way, as we, as we draw this to a close. You, 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 like going through, going through people's, like, catalog mm-hmm. or what's available. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you really do, like, I'm sure you don't sit down and listen to your shit from beginning to end over the course of mm-hmm. a couple of days. But but doing that is yeah no it's terrifying as as yeah. as being the person, but but going through someone's artistry like that and seeing like their growth and like experiencing just going like oh this is when they must have taken some kind of turn where they all of a sudden like were 
you know, found a way to write much more interesting songs than mm-hmm. they were before. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I th- I think like I have to attribute a lot of it to um I've been working with uh this guy Taylor Tatch. Oh uh, yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. Um not personally, but he writes me. He likes the show. Oh good. Yeah. Have him on, he's interesting. I I think we've talked about it, but then uh, it falls away. So he I actually met him through Nathan in the Big Fix because we recorded Big Fix recorded out there. Um, he was in Dripping Springs at the time, and now he's in Fredericksburg. But um, somewhere along the line, I started taking songs to him. And um, I don't know, just the stuff we've done over the past two years, is really it really feels right. Yeah. Um, he did some stuff with Dossie too, right? I don't think so. I could be wrong. One of those people. Uh, <laughs> White uh, girls all look alike to me. I'm uh-huh. just joking. Me too. Um, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I love working with him and I, and I hope to continue doing that because I think, I think we've got a good um, working relationship and I think we're putting out things that we both are proud of. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just really like working with him. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm really glad that we finally did this. I'm glad I reached out. I thought I had at some point a long time ago, but I don't think I did. I was looking through emails. Well, thank you for yeah. having me. It's my like total honor to be here. Well, it's my honor to have you and really like digging into your music. People get out there and listen. You're not like a big promotee. Come look at me, look at me, look at me person. But also, um, there's a couple of other things I do want to like your, your graphic design is amazing. And if anyone's out thank there you. like listening to this and you don't know what to do about artwork or or what uh, the Jason and Britt record? I love the way that looked. Oh, too. me too. Yeah, they let they let me use like big colors. Yeah, um, yeah, I like I like that one a lot. And you have a very there's a very there's ele- like you have there's an elegance to your work like that. That's really good. Thank you. That, yeah, Thank I you. really appreciate it. People can go to your website emilyshirley.com. Um, and uh, did I cover all the things with my disjointed notes? Cover all the things. What musicals were you in before you go? What oh. musical theater? What were you in? So, um, started in well Oliver, like in the chorus, like okay. when I was a freshman. Yeah. And uh, we did. Then I w- I was Nellie Forbush then in uh, South Pacific. Okay. My oh, nice. Year. <laughs> yeah. And I actually one of the dresses I wore was um, was actually Mary Margaret's dress. Really the original. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was like. Um, it was from like the a beach scene, and so it was like this netting. It was like super fragile, but um, that's Rogers and Hammerstein, right? I, I think it is. Everyone I, in the world should know that, and I do not. I read the book that that's based on is a Michener, a James Michener book. And it's a huge. It's, it's a, a huge book. Thick I book. read. I'm I read, impressed that you read. I that. read three for my senior uh, uh, English paper. He does not write short. He used to live here. I always tried to meet him. In Austin, he yeah, lived in he Austin. Was, he was a professor at UT. Really? The end of his I thing. Know yeah. That. Yeah. Huh. That was so f- long before I ever imagined I would live in Texas. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we did. Uh, I, we also did um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Coat. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And we did. I don't know. There were there were others, but um, yeah. That was a lifetime ago. A lifetime ago. Do you ever think about doing that, my friend Kathy? Did you? They just had opening night of this Go Go's musical. 
and she's in the house band. Oh, she's oh, in the cool. go-go, so she gets to be in the house band. But she's like the musical director of the thing, and it's like her and Eve Monsey and and Emily Gimbel. Um, Seems I pretty mean, cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Where, where is it? Zach Scott. Okay. That, that, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the theater. Um, do you ever want to do it anymore? Do you, or no? I mean, I, I would love to do some kind of vocal thing. I would never, I would never turn that down. Um, but you wouldn't want to be like in Rock of Ages or something. <laughs> I mean, that'd be an experience. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, I would entertain that. If anybody out there is looking for somebody to be rock in, rock, in Rock of Ages, maybe yeah. we should talk. Maybe they need to bring that to Austin. I mean, maybe. why not? I don't know. Yeah, you know what? You might not cut it because you sing like a normal person. The problem that happens with like, did you ever see Rock of Ages, the movie or anything? Well, a long time ago. They do that when Broadway people sing rock. Uh-huh. It's, it is so uncool. Well. It's like, you know, it's so uncool. It's a it's certain like a, kind of voice. Yeah. And they smile and it's like, just a small town girl. You know, <laughs> my friend Darren Murphy was in this John Lennon one. And it was like one of the shortest runs of anything that like went like two weeks or some shit. But uh, and it was like Oyoko Ono was like one of the people behind it and all this stuff. And, and he, he did this thing. I remember it was at the porch on, uh, on the porch at Momo's and he had come back from it. We're like, hey, what you moved back from New York? He's like, yeah, it's over. Like, well, what happened with it? He, he showed us. He was like singing this John Lennon song like I was dreaming of the past and doing all these Broadway moves and singing this John Lennon song with a big smile on his face. It was hilarious. And you're like, OK, we get it. Yeah, we, yeah. I understand. Why we understand no one why you're this. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, the thing is, theater music, like cabaret. I love cabaret. I love the album. I love the play. I love the movie. Whole thing. Yeah, I'm a little far removed from it at this point. Um, yeah, these guys. I think they know my guests come. They, you know, they don't come on any set day or time. Just mm-hmm. whenever I'm doing my podcast, they they show know up you're with doing their it. stuff. They know you're doing it. They have. <laughs> Amida, esta Johnny. How did I get here? But aquí estamos. Man, I got here on my truck and right now we're getting the window. The, yeah. Right outside the window with the leaf blower. God, how many times have I made fun of my own people? Do you ever go out there and yell at them? Yeah, there okay. used to be a guy, Jesus, when I first started, and uh-huh. there's a, there's an episode where I open the window and I'm like, Jesus, buddy, can you give me ten minutes to do it over there for a while? Uh-huh. No, nope, oh. okay, we're trying to finish here. <laughs> yeah. He did he did the voice the, and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> he did the voice. <laughs> yeah. All right, the leaves Emily. These need to be blown. I have enjoyed talking to you. Me now too. we're friends. We'll stay in touch. Thank you. And uh thank you so much for doing the show. Everyone go to emilyshirley.com. Go there for your graphic designer needs. Go over there for your music. And uh 7, I'll play that song on here. Okay. All right, thanks for doing. Gang, that's Emily Shirley. Her single Seven is available along with all of her catalog wherever it is you stream and download music. You can see her with her duo tomorrow night, Katie Leslie, at uh, the Austin Acoustical Cafe at 7 p.m. Go to emilyshirley.com for all of your Emily Shirley needs. Great, great, great talking to her. Great getting to know her. I'm going to try and catch one of these shows. I know that she's playing Geraldine's and stuff. I know that I might be catching her at one of these shows. And I also need to see Sister Golden here at some point. I keep missing them. Um, I want to thank Emily for doing the show. Great conversation. Great hang. 
Gang, when you're out there checking out emilyshirley.com, don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Overcast, anywhere. New shows every Tuesday and every Friday. And in fact, a lot of times on Saturdays, we drop a From the Vault. And I think tomorrow we're dropping a From the Vault. I can't say what it is. I can't say what it is. Just check it out and you'll be surprised. Subscribe, follow, leave us stars. Let, let us know how we're doing. Follow us on uh on Instagram and Facebook, I'm at Johnny Gowdy. That's how you follow me there. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, on Facebook, where how did I get here? All right, have a great weekend. Whatever it is you're doing, let's get down. Thanks.